Welcome to Music with a Mission, where our purpose is to perpetuate the Christian and positive idea through the medium of music and other arts. Our topic, worship through the battle. TSA Music Radio's Music with a Mission. I'm Derek Davis. Glad to have you with us in what promises to be another blessed and interesting program. Today, our first topical podcast of the second season, Worship Through the Battle. And our guest is my good friend and brother, the director of music here at Times Square Church, Greg Thomas, who has been teaching a series of same. So just in case you weren't able to make it on Friday night, he is here with a recap of what the Lord dropped in his spirit on how to worship through the battle. Greg, always good to have you on the show. Derek's always good to be here. It's interesting. The timing of your series and this podcast, because it seems that almost every believer I talk to is in a battle or facing a battle, finance, health, mental, emotional. Mm. What inspired you to, to do the series to begin with? Well, Lisa Cammy asked me to do it. Lisa Cammy is the culprit. <laughs> is that right? Um, but it is a passage of scripture that I've been um, uh, reading and studying and kind of picking through for the mm-hmm. past two or three months. Uh, Psalm one thirty seven. So when she asked if I would consider teaching something for the school of the Bible, naturally I was going to do what I was working with mm-hmm. or what the Lord was dealing with me with um, uh, as a topic and. Um, so putting the topic, I you know the topic title together was was fairly easy, mm-hmm. um, but then trying to develop it so that it's obviously three weeks long or three classes long, and it's it's not necessarily so instructional because I think we all have our different methods for getting out of the funk that we can be in. If Indeed. I can use that term, right? You right. Know, what works for one person may not work for the next person. Sure. Um, but, and we'll get to it a little later, I assume, uh, uh, when you read through Psalm 137, yeah. you find a people who, uh, at one time were walking with the Lord. They had the presence of God with them. They, they had easy work. They mm-hmm. probably had Raymond all day. They, you know, had the best of food. They had the best, best of clothing. The shoes didn't wear out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had very few worries. I mean, they had the Lord with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they find themselves in captivity. Hmm. And uh, I was always intrigued by verse four of that psalm. You know, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? It's so interesting, though. You were mentioning their state. Now, anybody who was who would be in that state would say, the Lord is good. Look hmm. at what he has done for me. <laughs> but one of the things that I've really discovered, uh, having gone through what you just described, hmm is that you never really know that the Lord is good until the bottom drops out. <laughs> it is something we, we have to get to rock bottom. As, and then, and then, and the then when he shows up, out, exactly. You know? <laughs> and then when he shows up, you say, the Lord is good. Yeah. Then you, it's very rare that, you know, you're, you're sitting on top of the world and you can say, Hey, I know God is good because I got a house and a Jag, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, you know, God is good when the bottom yeah, falls I, out I think and he shows up. Get to that. You know, we all have that Job experience, you yeah. know, where our, our investments are well, the portfolio looks good, mm-hmm, you know, the mm-hmm. kids are well, sure. the house is in good shape, and, uh, you know, the cattle is healthy. <laughs> <laughs> and then in a moment's time, at the sweep of a hand, yeah. uh, you can lose it all. So what do you do when that happens? You know? Well, you know, there are a lot of things we can say you do, um, but I think when it comes to our our walk with the Lord and our own spiritual, if I can say, sanity. Um, 
God is to be praised at all times. You know, David didn't say, I'll bless the Lord when things are well. You know, he said, I'll bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, you know, that too is one of the verses that stuck in my head as I started to deal with this passage of scripture, because, you know, we, we do about six services here, uh, you know, over the course of a week. Mm-hmm. And when you do six services a week, if you're not careful and prayerful, service two, three, and four can get pretty old pretty fast. Redundant. Redundant. You mm-hmm. find yourself in, 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 in a rut, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in a sense, mm-hmm. uh, because his body gets tired. I mean, let's just face sure it. We get you. tired. We get physically mm-hmm. tired. Um, but I, I think the motivation has to, and I've said this many times, the motivation has to be one, the love of the Father. Mm-hmm. And when you love God that much, that that becomes your motivation um, to do this again, to do service two, to do service three, to do mm-hmm. service four. I see. But then thir- secondly, you 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 do it because of what you get out of it. <laughs> There's always a refreshing mm-hmm. uh, for the believer when he or she dives into the worship. Uh, when I say the worship of God, I don't mean just the music, because a lot of times we equate worship to just being music, and yeah. that's just one way of, one act of worship. Um, but when we dive into worshiping God for who he is and, and, and acknowledging what he's done, we look at his track record. Pastor Will talked about this the other night. You know, mm-hmm. we took look at his track record. It's impeccable. And that he's always been good, and he hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. And so I've got to remind myself that on Monday... God is just as worthy as he was on Sunday. And if my circumstances change on Monday, that doesn't mean that God has changed. So somewhere in me, I got to be able to at least try to muster up Hmm. the same zeal and excitement and thrill, if you will, um, that I had on Sunday when I was worshiping. Hmm. And I think the only thing that, that, that we can do that can ensure that that's there. And I'm not talking about the physical excitement. I'm not talking about the emotionalism. No, no, understood. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the only thing that can ensure that that is, in fact, there is the love of the Father. We've got to absolutely love him. obviously there um, every day Ephesians six twelve tells you about that you yeah. know we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against spiritual wickedness in high places right, and, right. so it's beyond a believer's comprehension well there are two kinds of battles you know <laughs> there's a spiritual battle there's a physical battle what did you tell your class concerning that well the class is again we we are studying uh through psalm 137 yes and Psalm 137 reads, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat, and yea, we wept, when we remembered Zion. We hanged our harps upon the willows of the midst thereof. But there they that carried us away required of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us mirth, saying, Sing us one of those songs of Zion. And in mm-hmm. verse 4, How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? And I'll stop there, right. because that is the verse that really caught my attention mm-hmm. um, uh, and we can go through each of these and we'd be here for the next 45 minutes <laughs> <laughs> but in jest and in, in, in short the class is really about I, I try to encourage people through this class and encourage them through the word that because you're going through a financial issue or maybe a housing issue or you're dealing with an employment issue or you're dealing with a health issue because you're going through these things you know we like 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 first in first peter think it not strange mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know uh, we're supposed to endure these things but i think in the enduring these things in the uh, enduring of these things the lord is working something in us mm-hmm. he's always working something in us mm-hmm. it may be patience it may be you know other fruits or other uh, um, fruits of the spirit he's working these things in us 
and then working some things out of us. Mm-hmm. So if it's raining on my head, I must need water. It, it rains on the just and the unjust, I think. <laughs> uh, but then somebody wrote the song, you know, there's got to be rain in your life to yeah. appreciate the song. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah. But I think you, you have to, there has to be some kind of, uh, there has to be a level of spiritual maturity just to think that way. No? I yeah, mean, I, I, would, I would think so. I would think so. Um, but but when we look at this verse, you know, how do we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? I mean, and strange land could mean your circumstances. A strange right? land could be exactly. I like to say that it's the place when you where you don't like where you are. Mm-hmm. You know how how do how do I how do I lift my hands and say, "For He is good and His mercy endures forever." When I just lost. All of my children. Yeah. Or, or I just you, lost my entire home. Yeah. Or my entire portfolio was wiped away. This is the whole Job yeah, experience. Sure. You know? Or you've been betrayed. Or, or <laughs> Been betrayed. Yeah. I've got friends who are coming around telling me that I, you know, i got a wife who's just telling me to curse God and die. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, everything yeah. you had is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is your God? And how, how do I continue to worship him? And I think what we have to remember uh, as believers is that. If, if we say we believe that God is who he says he is and that he'll do what he says he'll do, mm-hmm. he's got to be the same God that he says he was on Monday that he was on Sunday. Right. I, I get that. He never changes. Mm-hmm. Same, yesterday, same yesterday, today, absolutely. and forever. So how do you do it? How do you worship through the battle? Yes. i tell you, one of my, well, I shared with the class, and I, I was joking, but I was serious. And anybody who knows me knows that this is a, a regular uh, battle of mine. My my battle these days <laughs> is the Lincoln Tunnel. <laughs> I, I have a real uh, something rises up in me when I get through the toll, yeah. and I have these bus drivers who are painting me into a corner because they don't want me to get in. They don't like you, man, <laughs> and they put word out on you Absolutely. that this music director at Times Square Church is coming through at nine forty-five. I think Port Authority's got something. Uh, is that right? I think they, I think they're in cahoots. Yeah. So what about that? I mean, it may not seem like a big thing to somebody else. But obviously, it's something that's really working on your last nerve. So <laughs> what, what do you do about that? It's, I mean, it's a small battle, granted. Sure. Granted, it's a small battle. But it, it, is, it, is the, it is something that I have to be true to myself about in that it does cause something to rise up in me. Mm-hmm. Well, you're aware it, of that. It, that's it, that's the first step, I so think. The first right? step is to, is to, and I think that is... Well, let's, let's let's just say that it is the first step. It is acknowledging one that I have this thing in me, whatever that is, uh, that needs to be addressed. There's an anger, there's a hostility, there's a short fuse, mm-hmm. whatever okay. that is called, okay, or whatever that situation. And sometimes we find ourselves in battles that are a direct result of our own actions. Oh, sure, or decisions, or- decisions we've mm-hmm. made, choices we've made, mm-hmm. and so we've got nobody to blame. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you made your bed lying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get it. You know, but then that's generally when you, you said this earlier, that sometimes we get to the place where the bottom has fallen out. And then all of a sudden now we're really calling on God like we've never called on him before. Mm-hmm. You know, but something about our human nature that wants to go that far, trying things our own in our own strength and then call on the Lord, mm. you know, and, and I, I'm learning even in my walk that that's not where I want to be. I don't want to be to the place where I've exhausted all of my resources or my natural ability, mm-hmm. and then now i got to call on the Lord. Sure. Because that's yeah. not where he wants us either. Yeah. He wants us to be able to call on him so that he can prevent us from going through some sure. of these things. And if you have a relationship with the Lord, you're already talking with him. Well, so, it should be. Yeah, right? and if he's talking not, with you. So. Right. You know, he's going to prevent you from getting there anyway. Okay, yeah. so you acknowledge it. You, you acknowledge it. That's exactly. the first step. That's the first step, I think. And then secondly, I think in the acknowledgement, it moves us. And again, I go back to our motivation, mm-hmm. our motivation for, for, for being, let's see, let's just say our motivation for being Christians. Let me just blanket that for a moment. Okay. Um, uh, it has to be the love of the Father. Jesus, Jesus didn't do anything without consulting the father. He mm-hmm. says that, you know, that which I do, I do because, and it was because the father sent me is because the father told me to do this is because, 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 because sure. uh, he had a genuine love for the father and, and, and because he loved God so much, it moved him to the point of going all the way to Calvary, mm. st- staying there, mm-hmm. uh, uh, ob- obedient to the point of death, not 
obedient to death, mm-hmm. but obedient to the point of dying, Scripture says, uh, because he loved the Father, mm-hmm. and the Father loved us. You know, and so that connection, that motivated him. And so I think our motivation, again, has to be, excuse me, it has to be that we love God so much and that we want to, when we, when, that we want to share, if you will, in the, in the airship, if I can call it that, you know, scripture says that we are heirs and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. We mm-hmm. want to share in that, that we're then called to be Christian. If we're called to be Christians, then we're called to be like him. And so the, to, to be like him means to not have this thing rising up in us to the point that we almost sin in our anger, mm. you know, and we're angry, angry about silly things like, okay, the bus didn't let me in again. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Get, I get and it. so all the way through the tunnel, you've got these thoughts in your head, you know, of what you could do to this bus, tr- bus driver. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My, my mind went someplace else. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Oh, you know, and they're not healthy thoughts. Yeah. You know that. Oh, but, yeah. but oh, yeah. And so the conviction comes. Sure. And so now I need the Holy Spirit to help me to deal with the conviction that you know what, I just thought something in my in my in my mind that was not like that was you. not like God. Yeah, you know, and so now I have to deal with this conviction, and I got to be willing to deal with that, and I got to be willing to allow the Holy Spirit to convict me because otherwise I'd drive through the tunnel, I'd be just disgusted and busted, and when I get on the other side, nobody's getting in because now I'm bumper to bumper. Right, right. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> you know, I'm not yeah. letting anybody in because nobody will let me in. Okay. You know, and. It's a it's a small analogy. It's a small example. No, no, no. It's a, it's a brushstroke you know, on a big painting. Right. I, I get it. But we've yeah. all had you know we've all had financial battles to go through. We've, we've had family battles to go yeah. through, relational battles to mm-hmm. go through, and the whole bit. And uh, I think because God is who he who who he is, and 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 if we say that we love him and we say that we we want to serve him, then there's something in us that has to desire. Uh, the heart of God and the compassion of Jesus, even in situations when we don't like where we are. And I think this is where these people found themselves. accurate to say that the battle isn't always something that's initiated by the enemy or based on the decision that we've made that the battle could be a battle with ourselves that the Lord allowed to happen in order to get us into a place? Yeah, I think we can give the devil too much credit. We Mm -hmm. we can blame him for everything. Now, again, Pastor William will say that that Satan is is he, his job is to Satan you, you know. <laughs> right. So don't right. you know. So don't find that strange. Yeah. That that's his job. His mm-hmm. responsibility is to just Satan you to 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 disturb you to do anything he can mm-hmm. to keep you from drawing drawing closer to the Father. Sure, that's it. He doesn't necessarily have to get you to do anything evil. Hmm. It's as long as you don't do anything that gets you closer to the Father. Yeah, distort, dis- distort, discourage, and distract. Absolutely. Right? Oh, sometimes the the worst thing that you can do is to do nothing. Hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, that that is the worst thing you can do. And sometimes the enemy has even more of a field day with your life when you're doing nothing for God. And I think one of the things we need to re- remember is that we don't worship God to serve Him. We serve Him to worship Him. Hmm. And uh, I think a lot of times people come to church and they feel that coming to church and being a part of the worship experience is serving God. No, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because serving people and serving others is an act of worship. And that is an act of worship unto God. So we Mm -hmm. serve him to worship him. We don't worship him to serve him. I see very good. And, um, um, and so that's one thing we want to want to point out as well. And so what do you do when you don't get the results? 
That you was know, my question. What, yeah, yeah. What, what do you do? Well, you keep doing all that you know to do. Hmm. You know? I think the Lord been, loves persistence. It's, it is persistence. And I think he loves that, you know, about his children. It's like, you know, keep coming to me. Right. Keep talking to me. Keep right. praying, you know. But not just because he's this God who, who loves to pat himself on the back or, have, or be stroked. Uh, because, you, because you pointed out earlier that sometimes it is just God moving us to a place mm-hmm. because he does want to do something deeper in us. Mm-hmm. You know, 10, 10, 11 years ago, I was a victim of identity theft. And, uh, and ironically, the story involved the Lincoln Tunnel. Oh, wow. You're kidding <laughs> Maybe me. Maybe that's the source of my... Uh... <laughs> it just keeps coming up over yeah, and over and over yeah. again. But anyway, I'm coming down the helix one day. <laughs> <laughs> my wife and I... Well, she wasn't my wife then, but we're coming down the helix one day, <clears throat> driving into the Lincoln Tunnel. And uh, it was just a couple of days before a major mission trip to the Philippines. Really? Okay. And I'm um, bringing her back to New York. We spent the day out in Jersey. And I get pulled over by the Port Authority police. You know, and I'm thinking, okay, all right, I was going a little fast. All right, okay. just give me a ticket and call it a day. Right. You know, so I'm breaking the law. Yes, I was trying to get, get her back to the city. I was trying to get back and get packed and the whole bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get pulled over just before the toll. A guy comes up to my car. He goes through the routine. He goes back to his car. He comes back and says, Mr. Thomas, we got a problem. I said, okay, what's the problem? Yeah. He says, well, uh, your license is expired and suspended. And I'm Ouch. like, no way. I said, run it again. Really? He said, I ran it twice. And uh, long story short, wow. for the next 18 months, almost two years, I am in 20, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting uh, uh, 22 uh, different violations oh my. in seven different counties. Oh. In New Jersey. You talk about a pain. Two in the state. Ouch. Yeah, two out of state. Yeah. Could not drive my own car, so I was doing public transportation all this time to and from all these various courts, and 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 it's so ironic because I was so frustrated with this whole eighteen month period, yeah. not being able to drive, wondering what else is out there. There was a credit card that was also uh, uh, opened yeah. uh, in my name, uh, but but the drivers thing was just like. What, it's something that really bothered me. You know why it bothered me so much? It's because how does one person get stopped 17 times and never get arrested? Okay, so now there's an injustice here you're feeling, right? I'm, yes. You're feeling I'm injustice? I'm feeling like 17 times prior to this, the police didn't do their job. Right. <laughs> okay, so you got, you're feeling an injustice, you're feeling frustration. Violated. Violated. And you're in ministry. I'm in ministry. I'm serving the Lord. I'm getting ready to go to the Philippines. Okay. So what do you do? I mean, now- well, this is what this What is did the thing. you do? I did everything I knew to do. One, on a natural, I had to solve this. So I had to go from court to court, clear my name. Okay, so you went Which to the Which was process. easy. The Lord gave me an incredible amount of favor. Okay. In every single courtroom okay. that I walked in. Mm-hmm. I walked in, explained the situation, and not one single judge fought me on this. Nice. Looked at me and said- this is ridiculous. This is, un- you know, they were pretty, you know, they were old. Some of them were 10, 15 years old. And two of them, I was able to prove that I was out of the country oh. on the date of the violation. So, right, right. Um, but I had to go through that. And for 18 months to not be able to drive and have to take public transportation back and forth from Jersey to New York, because I was serving here then. I see. And I had to go through the Lincoln Tunnel every single day. <laughs> There's that Lincoln Tunnel again. <laughs> on, on, on a New Jersey transit bus. <laughs> but what God was doing in me. <laughs> it's like, you never fail a test. You just get a chance to take yeah, it over, over and over, and over and again. Over. But I realized after that, what he was dealing with, yeah. what he was after in me was, was what I had talked about earlier that may be the issue of some other people. And that was the anger. So was that the deeper was that the deeper issue with you? That was the deeper issue. And 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 it probably sounds unfair, but but God had to take me through that in order to get me to paint me into that corner, if you will, and say, I'm gonna walk you through all of this, and while you're serving in ministry, you're gonna still have you're, you're gonna still have to love me, you're gonna still have to serve me. And you're going to also have to give me this area of your heart that you've not you've never given me. See, because the church can be a very protective protective environment. Oh, sure. We can come in here, tuck away, and nobody knows what our issues are. Yeah, nobody's acting out when they're sitting in the eighth pew. And nobody's trying to stroke me that way. Right. You know, so it's somewhat protected. 
Uh, but then every now and then the Lord will send somebody along and just kind of graze that area in, a, in us that we haven't give, given him. And this was one area I hadn't given him. And so I had to go through all of that in order for God to get the anger and the short temper that I was, I was, I wasn't purposely hiding it. It's just that nobody here got on my nerves. Everybody sure, here was nice. Sure, <laughs> sure. Wow, that's really good stuff. Tell you what, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to dig deeper and find out the steps on how to worship through the battle with my brother Greg Thomas on Music with a Mission. We'll be right back. God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to God help. God is and always will God be. God is able to God protect. Is God good. is power to change. God is a provider. God is Jesus. God is here. God now. is the one who loves you. God is merciful. God is the husband to the widow. God is the one with your God is there when no one else is. TSC Music Radio where God is. This is Carter Conlon from Times Square Church. In the Bible, in the book of Proverbs, chapter 11 and verse 11, we read the following words. By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. Maybe you feel like I do today, and you're tired, you're weary of all the negative speech, all of the criticism, all of the division that seems to be a part of our everyday society. And you wonder, how can my life make a difference? Is there something that I can do? Remember the first part of that verse says, by the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted. So what does that really mean, and how can I do that? Well, there is a secret place where you can go. It's called the secret place of prayer. You can begin to talk to God and ask Him to come down and make a difference. Ask Him to reveal Himself to our society once again. It is time to pray. To find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org. TSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission, having a good conversation with my brother, Greg Thomas, talking about how to worship through the battle. And we've got a number of things resolved here. We figured out, one, that you got to be in the Word. you got to acknowledge what your shortcomings are, and you have to have a love for the Father and realize that if it's raining on your head, there's a good chance... <laughs> You need water. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you got to be kind of spiritually mature to realize that and recognize that. In Greg's story, he was saying that um, that God was after his anger. Sometimes he'll send the same thing, like the Lincoln Tunnel. To, <laughs> to, uh, yeah, to get you to, to deal with that issue, to, to expose it. And um, it appears to me that the Lord wants to expose things not so he can see it, because he knows and sees everything, right. but it's for us to see. And you know, the fact is that it's during those times, and let's be honest, it's, it's, it's during those times when we are at our lowest that we don't feel like singing, you know, Lord, I lift your name on high. Mm -hmm. or, you know, there's no one, there's no one like you. We don't feel like doing that. There's really? some mornings when you get up and you just don't feel like singing. You yeah. don't have that song. You don't have... That 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 excitement. So what do you tell people who are in the choir? Because like, you direct like, you know, three or four choirs here, right? I tell them it's normal. Okay. But it doesn't make God any less worthy. But what do you tell them about actually serving now? Because I think we still have a re responsibility to serve. Mm -hmm. We worship. We serve to worship. Right. We don't worship to serve. Ah, yeah. Okay. And and again, it's a, it's a, it's a mind thing now because, again, in the general... For the most part, in the in the general mind of the average parishioner, when we say let's worship God, yeah. it automatically means singing or, or, or something with music. And we've established in the podcast that worship goes far beyond and singing. There are many and, acts and, of yeah. worship, exactly. Yeah, a lot of people just say worship is just your lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. And I find more joy, to be honest with you, I find more pleasure in blessing a person personally than I do singing over them ah. or singing with them. Ah. So it's, that's just another act of worship. And it's sure. not financial all the time. Sometimes it's just, you know, I had a uh, an extra power drill, simple thing. Mm -hmm. I had an extra power drill and an extra battery in, in my garage. Somebody mm -hmm. gave me one for, uh, that's a gift. And yeah. so I had an extra one. And I had a friend who had just moved into the area, just got a new apartment, he and his family. And, I, and they were putting together furniture. 
And I knew <laughs> that, that they he needed have, a power drill. He didn't have any tools. Right. I just bought the thing in and said, hey, here's, an, here's a power drill and an extra battery with it. You know, it's like, what do you want me to do? I said, well, you're building furniture. You're taking on part shelves and this and the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take this and you can have it. It's, 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 it's sure. a good. You know, and I felt good about that. Sure. You know, and it wasn't, you know, you, know, you don't give because you want to feel good. Uh, I think it is a genuine, it is the genuine act of worship. And when you acknowledge it, when you recognize it as worship unto the Lord, it's God has blessed me with one. So now I can give the other one away. And then there are other occasions when I, I only have one. Yeah, yeah. And I'm giving that one away. I'll never forget the time when I was in that dark place. Mm-hmm. And one of the things my mother advised to me was go do some volunteer work. I thought she was wow. crazy. Yeah. I was like, look, I've lost everything here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get a job. I mean, you want me to go out there and volunteer and help people? Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, <laughs> went down to, it wasn't a homeless center, but it was a, a youth center mm-hmm. and, uh, and helped out down there. Yeah. Uh, and I wasn't doing anything spectacular, but I was still helping out the kids. Something, yeah. It really was good therapy, just giving. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and, and then the Lord fixes the hearts of men to give into your bosom. Mm. Good measure, pressed down, shaking, shaking together. And running run it over. over. But he <laughs> fixes the hearts of men to do that. Interesting. You know? But we got to be givers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. First unto him and then unto our brother. We've got to be discerners of the body and be willing to tackle the needs of the body. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're hurting, then I, I'm, I'm hurting. And if I can find a need and feel it, then I need to feel it. Unto us a precious child was born. And his name was called the This is Music with a Mission. I'm Derek Davis, and we are back talking with my friend Greg Thomas, and we are talking about how to worship through the battle. Prior to the podcast, we were talking a bit about this, and um, one of the scriptures that comes to mind, I'm trying to cut to the chase to try and get the actual steps for you listeners to do, (laughs) but it doesn't always go that way. It doesn't always have to have a formula. There is a formula in some cases, but for some individuals, there isn't a formula. So it's just up to God, to tell you the truth. One of the scriptures that does come to mind, though, is, and we talked about this, is Second Chronicles 20, mm-hmm. verses 15, talks about Jehoshaphat. And by the time you get down to 21, there is, it's almost like a, a blueprint on how to worship in the battle. Hmm. When you get a chance, just, just read that for yourself. Because there are certain things that he did, and he was in a battle. As I said, it doesn't always hold true uh, the same all the time for all people, because God deals with us all individually. But in this particular case, uh, it, it was very, very interesting reading from the Word of God. So check that out. That's Second Chronicles 20. You should probably start at the beginning of 20 and just read that whole chapter and uh you can get the gist of uh, exactly what the battle was, how he went through the battle, and what he did to worship through the battle. And that's that, that verse that everybody quotes, you know, the battle is not yours, it is yes. <laughs> yes. the Lord. You know, you should not need to fight in this battle. But, if you but don't there's a read, lot more. <laughs> absolutely. If you don't read what comes before that, you will totally take that out, out of, of context. context. Because sure. there are some situations, I think. Where the Lord doesn't tell us to just go find, you know, because he sends them right to the face of the enemy. Hmm. He tells them where the enemy is coming, tells them what time to meet them, tells them to go stand. And in a sense, and I'm paraphrasing, but in a sense, to put up your dukes and and at least look like you're going to (laughs) fight. I would imagine they had to look the part. That you're going to fight. They would have had to look the part because you're standing right there in the face of the enemy to Mm -hmm. be seen by the enemy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until after Jehoshaphat 
said a fa- called a fast. They they fasted and they prayed. So there was some fasting and prayer going on. He also brought the word back to God. You know, Scripture says, "Remind me of you know, bring me to me remembrance of my word." He yeah. also quoted several verses, if you will, unto God. God, you are this. You are that. You mm-hmm. said you'd do this. You said you'd do that. And he mm-hmm. goes through all of this. And it's not like he's telling God off. He's not he's reminding just, God. It's almost like he's reminding himself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And reminding the people, perhaps. Sure. And so he has to come back to God with that. But then then the Lord sends a word through uh, a prophet, um, uh, a messenger, rather, yeah. and uh, and tells them that this is what the Lord says. Go here. Do this at this time. <laughs> and then stand ye still. You shall not need to fight. Now that, you know, had I been told that or had you been told that, yeah. we, we would have probably said, you know, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> and, you know, you I know th- you- <laughs> and I think that's a large, that is a big stumbling block, I yeah, think, for, yeah. for Christians to start to think that we know where God is going with a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Bible says his ways are above our ways and his thoughts are above our thoughts. Yeah. As the heavens are above the earth, so are his ways above our ways. So we never know everything there is to know about God. You will never know everything there is to know about God. That's what Paul meant when he said, we look through the glass darkly. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. it's, it's an indication that you, you'll you never. There are people who study this Bible from Genesis to Revelations, Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic, and still don't know everything there is to know about God. And even worse, still don't trust him. Yeah. This is about obeying a God who's telling you to go to where the enemy is let him see you yeah but then don't fight yeah so trust like a little child it comes back down to trust it really does come down to trust in him and again you 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 won't trust him if you've not experienced him and you're not abiding in him and that's one of the things i point out in the class the, the lord didn't call us to a place of experience with him we have experiences but I think our life, our life in Christ is an abiding in Christ. That's really good. And we're going to get you to expound on that right after the big break. Okay. We're talking with Greg Thomas, the music director of Times Square Church. We're talking about how to worship through the battle. And uh, we're going to have some real meat right after the break. This is Music with a Mission. Don't go anywhere. For new Christians or anyone interested in getting a better understanding of basic biblical truths, our New Believers classes are every Friday at 7 p.m. in the Education Annex, room 316, and Sundays from 2 to 2.30 in the Sanctuary. You can join at any time, and this is a great way to meet people and make new friends. For updates and details, check out our website, tscnyc.org. Efforts to reach out to those in need in Haiti continues. On call, Medicine with a Mission is hosting an online vitamin drive for Haiti. All donated vitamins will be sent to Haiti with the monthly on-call medical teams. If you're interested in sending vitamins with a team, please visit walmart.com. You can click on Registry, followed by Wish List. It will ask you for your first and last name. For your first name, enter Times Square Church, for last name, enter on call. Thank you for your support. TSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission. I'm Derek Davis. We're back, and I hope you're learning something because we're putting it out there. Uh, Greg Thomas has been teaching a series here Friday nights uh, for Friday Night Bible School, and it is called Worship Through the Battle. A lot of folks have been wondering, how do you do that anyway? We discovered a number of steps, and just before the break, Greg was talking about trust and abiding in the Lord and having the Lord abide in you. Explain that, Greg. Well, we, we talked about Joshua earlier. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Okay. That's, to me, a, a, the constancy. And the, our relationship with the Father has to have that. It has to, it has to be one of constancy and not just occasional experience. Hmm. Uh, John 15, uh, verse, uh, let me just get it, uh, verse 7. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Now, a lot of times people just take that one verse, let me ask God, and if I ask him, 
I can get whatever I want. Yeah. Of course, it doesn't mean that. You got to read what comes before it and you got to read what comes after it. Get it in context. Right. But the whole point here is abiding. It's not, he didn't say if you experience me and I experience you. Mm. He said if you abide in me. So it's a constancy. That means in order to have that constant relationship, that constant fellowship, I have to be in his word. It's not just something I get up in the morning, put my fingers together, go, mm, right. you know, and just right. chant. Sure. And, and that's the end of it. I mean, yeah. that, that doesn't mean I'm abiding. I mean, I'm having an experience. What kind of experience that yeah. is, is uh, to be questioned, oh you know, but the abiding is abiding in his word. Mm-hmm. It is it is that constancy that the Lord is after. And and through the abiding, you see, when 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 we are at our lowest, we have to have something to draw from. We have yeah. to have something to a, a reservoir. Sure, because all of the material things and all of the things that we leaned on are no longer are there. No longer there, you know. And I think the the abiding song comes out of an abiding presence with God Almighty, an, an abiding experience rather with God Almighty. It's it's living in Him and Him living in you and doing that through His Word. So you're saying abiding is to be consistent. It is to be consistent in his word. In his word. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can come to church Sunday morning, choir can be singing, the worship service or the song service, if you will. You can have an experience. Yeah. And you can experience and you can walk out of here and say, man, wasn't church great today? Mm -hmm. And you've heard this before. You know what the preacher said. (laughs) I don't know, but it was good. It was hot, you know. (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah. We had church today. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. No abiding, nothing to to draw from. Because as soon as we walk out of the door is usually when we're, listen, because we come to church on Sunday doesn't mean that the bill we left there on Saturday is not going to be there. No, it's still going to be there. (laughs) You know, it's not like we come to church, we have this experience, and then we go home and all of our troubles are gone. No. In fact, they get magnified hmm. when we go back because hmm. we are held accountable for what we hear. Hmm. And the devil's certainly going to test you and try you and say, well, you don't really believe that uh, uh, Jesus rose up, mm-hmm. life came in, mm-hmm. death walked out, no more sin. You don't really believe that song. You don't really believe that... Uh, you know, uh, this guy, this, this girl who just sang the song changed was was really changed or right. that he can change you. Do you really believe that? Right. And so all of that gets tested, mm-hmm. you know. Let's talk about that voice, the, the condemning condemner. voice. Yeah. yeah, the accuser. The enemy always overplays his hand. He usually comes with a, a monologue of things that he pours into your ear. Sure. Has that ever happened to you where he's sure. just bombarded you with stuff? Absolutely. You know, and the only thing you're getting from the Lord is trust me. Right. Do you conquer that through abiding? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Because you know, scripture says my sheep know my voice. My voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to a stranger they will not you know, oh. so mm-hmm. so knowing the voice of God is only going to happen through abiding in him mm-hmm. through his word. Okay. No other way. Okay. Uh and, and you know, as much as I love singing songs and not getting me to heaven. I'm, yeah, I'm we talked gonna, about that. Yeah, I'm just not going to sing my way to heaven. Yeah, or I'm, play I'm, my way to heaven. I'm, I'm you know? grateful for that. Actually. I have got to have yeah. an experience with him and a constancy, which is an abiding through his word. Okay, so let's recap. Your motivation must be love of the Father. Of the Father. You must acknowledge your own shortcomings, so you can't deceive yourself, mm-hmm. or, or deal with our realities. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because sometimes, you know, the, the whole shortcoming thing can just be a, a, a trap of the enemy, too, to just have you come to the throne all the time, woe is me. You oh, know, yeah, that, and I'm, you're getting I'm saved so every Sunday. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Your motivation must be the love of the Father. You must be aware of your your issues. <laughs> your reality. Your reality. <laughs> okay. Own it. Yeah. Right, right. Abiding, uh, knowing the Lord, which is knowing his word. And abiding, which is consistency in that word. Mm-hmm. Well, that's out trust. Got to trust. Trust that his word is, I mean, that he is who he says he is and mm-hmm. that he'll do what he says he'll do. Okay. But that is, and trust that his word is true. You know, we, we have to trust that. If we don't trust that what we're reading about the God we say we serve, we don't trust that this word is true, then it leaves everything about him suspect. It leaves everything about him, and not only a mystery, because there's much of a mystery about about God, but then, but it leaves everything about him subject to being a lie. Hmm. 
You can get up the next morning and everything you know could be a lie. If you don't believe the first three words in the beginning, in the, God. You, exactly. You gotta be. You gotta get to the place where we know that in where we believe, and I like that that we believe that in the beginning was the word, word, and the word and was the word God. was God, and the word was with, with God. God. You know, and without Him, there was nothing made that was you know. So we gotta get to that place. We gotta get to the place where we believe that that word became flesh mm-hmm. and dwelt among us. Mm-hmm. We gotta believe that that word ultimately calls us out of darkness and calls us to walk in the marvelous light. We gotta believe that that word can come, and when it does come, it doesn't come to just disturb darkness. It comes to eradicate mm. darkness. Mm. It's so interesting. I mean, what you're saying is it's so simple. It's elementary. Well, it, it's it's. I mean, it's it seems so ba- elementary. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess. Yeah. No, it's basic. Basic. Yeah. It seems so basic. What yeah. you're saying. Yeah. But how quickly whole... we forget that in trouble. Yeah. And in 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 storms and in battles. Mm. How quickly do we immediately run to deal with uh, to fight our battles in the flesh? Oh yeah. And not fight them in the spirit. House of cards, folks. (laughs) House of cards. And again, the worship may not be with the same excitement or the same emotional zeal that it was when we were, you know, riding high. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. I think what we have to we have to realize is that it's okay to cry. And if you read through the rest of rest of Psalm one thirty seven, you realize that not only could they not sing, I mean, they were, in verse 2, they were ready to hang up their harps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, they were calling it That's where day. we are. We're just like, you yeah, know, we quit the done. band. We quit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but then later on, they just go through this myriad of of, of, of emotions. Yeah. And that is so like David. I mean, this is the psalmist who, uh, Pastor Will said it this way the other night, um, and I thought he was going to preach on it a little bit. He's, he said, this is, this. you know, the psalm was written by psalmist singers, and, and here, here we have the singers saying that they can't sing. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, who's going to sing? Because the you know, psalmist don't want to sing. Right. That's amazing. Right. But then they go through this this myriad of feelings, and I think what we need to acknowledge also here is that it's okay to cry in your battle. Some it's okay to be beaten down sometimes because you will be. It's mm. okay to be tired in the race, mm. but never tired of the race. Sure, you know. And uh, David is, I mean, David, you know, we went to Psalm one, uh, we went to Psalm 31 in the class and we, and, and David goes through a, a myriad of, uh, of, of adjectives to describe how awful he was feeling. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. he gets to verse 14 or so it is. And he says, you know, but I trusted in thee, uh, <laughs> thou but, art my God, Yeah, you know? And so David's now recalling on some experiences when God had bought him through, had bought him out. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. at the same time, he, he, he can remember the lessons he learned when he was, you know, when he was going through those battles, you know, I mean, Psalm 51, we, we read it all the time, you know, purge me with this, do this, do that, do that. Sure. Uh, but because until you do that, Lord, I can't teach transgressors thy ways. Sinners and, can't be converted unto thee. Yeah. And it was David yeah. who said, I mean, look, it was good for me that I had been Absolutely afflicted. Absolutely afflicted. Right. If I had not been, I wouldn't praise the Lord the way I do. And I wouldn't be able to tell you about his goodness. So just for the benefit of our listeners and, well, for the benefit of some of us who need ginkgo, like myself, (laughs) this is what happens, boy, I tell you what. There are steps that you can take to worship in the battle. You got your pens, pencils, iPads. Here we go. One, your motivation must be Love love of the Father. You got that? Two, acknowledge where your shortcomings are. Don't walk around like you got wings in a halo if you know you don't. Acknowledge it so God can just deal with it. Three, know the Lord. How do you know him? In his word. Right? Four, abiding in the Lord which is consistency in the word. Is that accurate? Constancy. Okay. I say constancy because consistency means I do it the same time every day. Okay. To some people anyway. Okay, okay, okay. Did you get that, guys? You got all that? Okay. And these are good basic beginning steps, according to my brother Greg, that will help you in worshiping 
through the battle. Because look, we're all in a battle. Financial, health, mental, emotional, uh, or all of the above. So the key to this class was or is, you know, if we're worshiping through the battle, there's a key word there. It's through. Okay. <laughs> you know, a lot of times we, we, we see the battle in front of us or we see the enemy in front of us or we see the challenge in front of us. Yeah. And if we're not prayerful and careful and totally trusting in the Lord, we'll look at this and not move any further. I see. You know, I said earlier that no action sometimes is the worst action. Yeah. Uh, so if you fail to do anything, you fail to get any, you won't get any results. And so we've got to be moving forward regardless of what we're dealing with, regardless of our condition or our situation. We've got to be moving forward into something. And I think um, uh, the, the key in that title is through the battle mm. uh, you got to be determined to go through you can get tired in the race but never tired of the race then you can get tired and beat down in the battle but never you know pastor pastor crandall will say it never ever give up yeah you know yeah. so if you're limping you're crawling through get through it and i think in that time you're going to begin to see more of what the lord has been trying to show you about you as well as showing you about uh, showing you more of himself, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's rare that in the battle we need to be constantly looking at the problem. Mm. Uh, but I think sometimes we need to set our eyes on the solution and start moving toward that. Paul says, "You know, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do: forgetting those things which are behind me, reaching toward those things that are before me. I press toward the mark. He has something ahead of him." That he was pressing towards, mm-hmm. and uh, and so you gotta want to get out of it. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you no, throw no, up your hands understand. in the middle of the battle, that that says, you know, I just kind of like where I am. You know, at least I know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, wow. oh, talk about quicksand. Yeah. Okay, Craig, it's been really good talking to you. Pleasure, as always. And you know what? We're gonna have to get you back to finish this up. Amen. Because I know you got more in you, <laughs> and uh, we we need to hear it. Greg Thomas, and how to worship through the battle. Take Join My King in what you hear and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. We also hope you'll join the conversation online because music with a mission doesn't end here. Check out TSC Music on Facebook to share your thoughts and get regular updates. Follow us on Twitter at TSC Music Tweet for live tweets during every podcast interview. You can even tweet your questions for our podcast guests by using the hashtag MWMPodcast. And of course, you can always email us at music at timesquarechurch.org or visit the website tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and I'm the project manager, Jesse Carrasco. Coming up next week on Music with a Mission, we'll hear part two of this discussion with Greg Thomas on worship through the battle. And remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Derek Davis. Join us next time on Music with a Mission. Music Radio, where God is.